Today's book is When Breath Becomes Air by Paul Kalanithi. Yeah, this one was a tough read. It's just allergies. Right. So the book is by a neurosurgeon who writes about his last year as he dies of stage 4 lung cancer. He wrestles with major life questions like what should he do with his remaining time? What would give it meaning? How is this even a self-help book? It isn't. But contemplating death might be helpful in determining what's important in your life. Does he figure it out? He shares some valuable lessons that he gained from his patients, friends, and his own life. Like what? Like death may not be a gradual, linear process. You don't know how much time you have left, which makes it difficult to decide what to do with the rest of your life. For the author, if he had 10 years, he would go back to surgery. If he had two years, he would write. But his doctor couldn't give him a definitive timeline, which was maddening. What did he learn from his friends? One of his friends was V, a neuroscience researcher who instead of focusing on publishing and politics, always chose honesty over being the center of attention. V had pancreatic cancer and went to the author for his opinion. While discussing his prognosis, V wonders out loud if his life has meaning. This surprised the author. Here's a person he knew that was so committed to goodness and even he had doubts at the meaning of his life. Does V recover? Fortunately, he does, but it takes a long, brutal year before he feels like it was worth it. It's another lesson of empathy for the author as a doctor. What do you mean? During his medical training, the 100-hour work weeks of stress and exhaustion didn't allow for much empathy for patients. When he's informed, that a friend from medical school dies in a car accident, he doesn't ask for details. All the images of trauma care immediately come to his mind and overwhelm him. That's when he realizes he's in danger of losing all empathy for his patients. So what does he do? He swears to himself to not lose sight of the importance of human relationships that his highest ideal isn't to save lives, but to guide a patient or family to an understanding of death or illness, that the suffering can be felt more by families than by patients. He starts to see himself in more of a pastoral role. He would have been a great doctor. Yeah, all right. Here's a long quote to close out the show. Will having a newborn distract from the time we have together, she asked. Don't you think 
saying goodbye to your child will make your death more painful? Wouldn't it be great if it did, I said. Lucy and I both felt that life wasn't about avoiding suffering. Years ago, it had occurred to me that Darwin and Nietzsche agreed on one thing. The defining characteristic of the organism is striving. Describing life otherwise was like painting a tiger without stripes. After so many years of living with death, I'd come to understand that the easiest death wasn't necessarily the best. We talked it over. Our families gave their blessing. We decided to have a child. We would carry on living instead of dying.